welcome to the Confident Mama Collective podcast. I'm Carly, a new mum and co-creator of the Confident Mama Collective. I'm a confidence and self-love coach and I thrive on helping busy modern mums to love the skin they're in and raise their confidence through the roof so that they can step into the life of their dreams. If you've ever doubted yourself as a mum, found yourself wondering if what you're feeling and experiencing is normal, lost some of your confidence and even lost a little of yourself, then you're not alone and that's exactly why this podcast was born. Each week, we'll talk about all things motherhood, nothing is off limits. We'll explore practical ways of overcoming our challenges and how to keep kicking ass at being a mum, all while taking care of our own mind, body and soul too. So if you're a busy modern mum, ready to thrive and truly embrace yourself, then join me on this journey of growth and discovery, taking care of ourselves and feeling super inspired by some real and authentic women. Let's dive in and do this, mama. Hey guys, thank you for tuning in to another episode of the Confident Mama Collective podcast. You're listening to episode number 24 and I am so excited to bring you an interview this week with the beautiful Claire Bird, founder of Project Work Life. Claire started her beautiful heart-centered business working with women while she had two little babies at home and I tell you what, she's such an inspiring boss babe. I met her back in July last year and I actually attended one of her events and she inspired me so much that I like raced home and started to create the Confident Mama Collective. Um, that's how freaking awesome she was. And she talks to us in this episode all about how we can tune in and find the courage to actually start following our heart and to do those things that we really want to do. And one thing that she speaks a lot about throughout her programs, her mentorships and her events is the power of the regroup and how we can actually create space for more clarity in our lives. So we chat about all of that plus heaps more, including how we can actually push through fear, setting boundaries around work, business and family and so much more. So I'm really excited to bring this episode to you. But before we dive in, I just want to check in. I want to know how you guys are going. It's been a pretty crazy week, putting it mildly. <laughs> um, yeah, it's been a really, really crazy week. Our week has certainly looked a lot different. My husband's been working from home, so we're seeing a lot more of each other. And, you know, silver linings is that we're we're enjoying a lot more time together as a family and just taking that opportunity to sort of take the foot off the pedal for a little while and go with the flow and sort of not be bound by a you know, times and having to be somewhere by a certain time and and that sort of thing. So yeah, it's definitely been different. I would love to hear how how you're going this week. And, you know, if there's any support that I can provide you, don't hesitate to shoot me a DM. I'm at Confident Mama Collective on Instagram, and I would absolutely love to hear from you. I'm also really excited to let you guys know that this little thing called the Mama Monthly Collective has finally been launched. Well, not finally, we've actually sped it up in light of what's going on in the world at the moment. Um, my girlfriend Jade and I have been working on this for a couple of months, and it's something that we've been so excited about and we really have put our blood, sweat and tears into this. It was sort of at the point earlier this week or sorry, late last week where we were like, we want to release this because we know that so many mums and just women in general really, really need something like this. But we were like, it's not quite ready yet. You know, it's not perfect. It's not the polished product that we that we really wanted to bring out. But we decided that taking some messy inspired action and 
embracing the whole attitude of being perfectly imperfect was the way to go here. (laughs) So we have released it, we've launched it, and we are really, really excited to let you guys know that we've got a beautiful community for mums and mums-to-be or just women in general. We've got a beautiful community for you guys to connect with each other. Jade is running live workouts and live Pilates sessions. So she's a qualified PT and a qualified Pilates instructor. And she actually specializes in pre and postnatal stuff as well. So that's really, really valuable if you're pregnant or if you've just had a baby. I'll also be going live doing some hot seat coaching sessions. So any questions, you can shoot them to me. Um, I'm here to talk to you guys all about how you can protect your mindset, how you can nourish your soul and just really look after your own well-being during this time of so much uncertainty at the moment. There's heaps of resources like eBooks, lots of worksheets and other gorgeous things that are really going to, again, help you with your mindset. And there's no better time than now to actually work on yourself. We've been given this kind of gift of time and this gift of not having to to be anywhere really. Um, I just listened to the PM announce that the social restrictions are actually getting a lot a lot harsher at the moment. So that's another story altogether. But we're gonna be spending a lot more time at um, inside. So. This is the perfect time to kind of just slow down, take a step back, work on yourself and do those things that you've been wanting to do for so long. Now, because we want to make this available to as many mums, as many women as we possibly can, we've decided to release this on a basis that you pay what you can. So we haven't put a price on this. It's purely pay what you can afford on a weekly or monthly basis because we know that, again, times are pretty uncertain for a lot of people. And the last thing we want to do is lock you guys into like a six or a 12 month contract. We're not going to do anything like that. It's just simply donate on a weekly or a monthly basis as much or as little as you like. So we're really, really excited to get this out there to you guys. And you can find the link in the show note if you would like to join or if you'd like some more info. Again, you can drop me a DM. Anyway, let's get into this awesome interview. I'm really, really excited for you guys to hear this. It's a really juicy one, so strap in, grab yourself a cuppa, and just take a load off, relax, and enjoy. Claire, I am so excited, so thank you for joining me today. Um, Claire, the first thing I wanted to ask you is, I want to know three things that you're grateful for today. Oh, firstly, let me say thank you. So my first thing is I'm grateful for being here, having this conversation with you, even though we are on opposite ends of Adelaide. Um, The opportunity to get to speak to you and this be my work morning, I'm grateful for that. I'm grateful. I had a beautiful morning with my kids, getting ready with my kids this morning. Um, Even though we ended up being a few minutes late for school, we kind of put the tunes on when we were getting dressed. So I had fun with them and I'm really grateful for the decision um, to go for a beach swim with my bestie in school drop off and having this conversation with you. Awesome. And top day for a swim as well. <laughs> you did well. It's really nice. And it's, I'm having that um, summer is, I mean, obviously technically summer is over, but I'm having the whole like, I'm going to make the most of every opportunity I can when it's warm to get in the ocean. Absolutely. How refreshing is it? I don't get there enough, unfortunately, just, you know, given where we live at the moment, but that is one of my favourite things to do as well is just dive in, hair wet. Oh, it's amazing. <laughs> yeah, I, it, is, it is one of my favourite things to do. I'm not yet one of the people who swim in the ocean 
in the winter. I see lots of people doing it because I'm down at the beach a lot. Yeah. Um, but definitely this summer, it's been a real intention of mine. I'm just taking care of my nervous system and um, that's one of the, the reasons I do it. Apart from the fact that it feels really good and I love it, I always look at it like, like a cleanse. Like mm. I'm going energetically clean so even if it's like a five minute swim today it was actually cold in the ocean and wavy so uh, it was a quick dip yeah beautiful what a way to start the day so Claire can you tell us a little bit about you and tell us a bit about the work that you do and your journey to get to where you are today that's a big question I know um, where so I always love this question. Uh, tell us about yourself, my entire life. Um, no, I'll try and keep it quick or brief. Um, I have a business called Project Work Life. I am deeply passionate about supporting women to connect with their heart, connect with their truth, get really clear about what it is that they want to create in the world, in their business, in their life, with their family, in their relationships for themselves and work, have a, a framework and a support system and um, find clarity about how to move forward into the world to go after what they want. So to get clear about where they are, what they really, really want in their heart and a practical, sustainable, doable, doable way to move towards that. <laughs> so um, the nutshell version is how, how I got here is um, I come from a big family. I used to work in, I had many years working in hospitality and um, that was a fun life. And then I um, did a degree and worked in human resource management for a number of years as well. And between having my first daughter, Layla, and my son, Eddie, I, uh, how do I say this? I no longer had an opportunity to work because I didn't have capacity to work full time. So mm. I was in my HR career. Um, and unless I was able to give birth to my son and return to work immediately in a full-time capacity, um, that it wasn't a job for me. So that left me with space to work out what was next. Um, it, was a, it was a bit of a scary time, but also I had this kind of deep faith within me that everything was going to be all right. So I had at the time a... Um, 22-month-old daughter, Layla, um, and Eddie was a newborn. And um, I just knew when Eddie was born, this is my opportunity to work out what I really want to do, right? Mm. I had been, you hear people talk about follow your heart and do what you love. And I was like, is this fucking real? Is this a thing that people <laughs> do and I was like I'm gonna work it out this is this is my opportunity um, and so bless all the years in human resource management and hospitality because it's as as with everybody all the things that happen in our life are preparing us for the future so I um, I learned so many things in human resource management and it was about um, supporting people in a business and a business to move towards what their vision was and um, uh, work and operate in a way that is in alignment with values and how to have goals and how to break them down and how to manage performance. So I effectively started to support 
other people in small business to get really clear about what they wanted to do, really clarify their vision, really clarify what their values were. Um, and in Project Work Life, it's really based on how it is you really want to feel and what matters most to you. And from that place, that foundation, uh, clarifying your vision and setting really clear intention about where you want to move towards. And um, the beauty of uh, human resource management is about structure, it's about frameworks, it's about um, setting really clear intention. You go out and do and then you come back in and a bit like you would uh, have like a performance review, It's you do that for yourself. So in Project Work Life, we regroup. And um, we come back in and we see what's working, what's not working, uh, what feels in alignment, what doesn't feel in, in alignment, how you want to change so that you can move forward again in greater alignment with greater intention, getting clearer and stronger and closer to the vision that you hold for yourself. So um, my human resource management life and big family and hospitality life really lent itself to the creation of Project Work Life for me. That's epic. Did you know yeah. that my daughter's name is Layla as well? <laughs> I, I didn't know your daughter was Layla. I've only just discovered that in that message that you sent me this week that you know, spelled differently, but uh, um, bless Layla, and she's going to be so excited that I'm mentioning her. Oh. So <laughs> she's listened to a couple of my podcasts and she's like, do you mention us, Mum? Do you mention us, Mum? Do you mention me? Talk about me, and then she's like, "Is that all you've said?" So <laughs> I love you. I love you so much, Layla. <laughs> and, and I love you too, Layla. <laughs> I love being mum to my children. Um, and I would actually really love to talk about that for a second. Yeah, please. Work life and motherhood. Um. When I was in that space, sorry, I was just banging the table. I do that when I get excited. Um, <laughs> of finding myself without a job mm. with two babies and uh, truth be told, a bit of pressure to, on me to um, get back to work, to be bringing in some money. I had this really strong pull within my heart that I know or knew I wanted things to be different. I did not want to um, work and live the way I had been in the past and giving everything to, uh, well, not giving everything, but showing up to work, being there all the time, and that being really taking away from being the mum that I really wanted to be. So right at the core, at the heart of what Project Work Life is about for me it was about getting really clear about how I could create a business that felt sustainable and doable for me that was aligned with my heart and my values which for me was having time and energy to be connected to my children so that feels really important for me to share because that that is actually at the heart of and at the core of everything that I do um, because for me, that's what I value the most. That's what matters most to me. That's what feels essential is how can I be the mum I want to be and be the businesswoman I want to be and have time and energy to um, be with my children as well. Mm. I feel like I'm in kind of a similar situation to what you were at, at the start. I have 
just become a new mum and the decision for me was, okay, do I, do I go back to work and give everything to that nine to five job and get home and feel exhausted, you know, potentially putting my daughter in childcare or, or whatever, or do I, is this now my opportunity to listen to my heart, follow my passion and try to create that life that I, that I know that I'm capable of, of creating. And it's quite scary to, to make that decision because I did leave my job at the beginning of the year. So I decided not to go back. And um, there is that sort of sense of, of pressure to be feeling, you know, like I need, I need to bring in an income. But the, the reason I'm talking about this is because, yes, it is it's super hard to kind of, to know when to listen to your heart. And I would love to know if you've got some advice for the listeners on how they can find that courage to go within and listen to their heart and, and block out the other noise, I suppose. Um, yes, I would love to talk about that. <laughs> and I want to acknowledge what you're saying about it's scary as hell mm. to be making that choice. Um, it's scary to say I'm going to follow my heart and I'm not going to listen to everybody else's opinion around me, um, let alone the fear that is going on in my head that tells mm. me there might be a logical way to go about doing this or a safer way um, to be able to go back to work and be guaranteed some income and have some sense of what I would call, I guess, safety around mm you're doing and the way that you make money um so i just want to acknowledge for you yes that fear is very real mm. and um also exciting as well we are to um to get to be able to make this choice to be able to, to give it a go, uh, there very much is that it is a case of being human and trying to work it out. Like I, nobody just pops out and is like, ta-da, I know how to do this. I'm just going to be like an amazing businesswoman, an amazing <laughs> mother, and I've got this handled and um, I know how to make money in my business and I know how it, it can be sustainable. It is a constant work in progress, like mm. constant. Um, but it actually starts to, it's a game. It starts to get really fun. Um, so for me, it all starts with the heart and having the courage to follow your heart and having the courage to listen to your heart. So you asked me how to do that. Um, slow the hell down. Mm. <laughs> Press pause on everything that's going on in your life, whether that is momentarily for five minutes, if that's all you feel like you can do, or can you take a day out, or can you take a few days, and set this intention to really connect to yourself and to connect to your heart. In the most simplest version, it is slowing down, and it is breathing, and it is really placing attention to your heart space and when you can slow down enough and be still enough and connecting to your heart you can ask yourself what it is that you want what it is that you really want mm -hmm. um i believe 
most of us know that there is something that we really want. Um, the question is more of whether we're willing to actually listen to that because it does take courage. It does take courage to trust yourself over everybody else, over the way things have been done before, um, over the experiences you've had in the past. It takes courage to listen to your heart, trust yourself, go against the grain, and do the things that you really want to do. Mm-hmm. So the way we do it, another how is it's about creating space. So it's still like pressing pause on your life um, for a moment or a day or a period of time. Um, But in that space, I guess in project work life, the way that we do things is to create space for women to get clear about what they really want. And it's Mm. about asking powerful freaking questions Mm. and doing that on a regular, consistent, repeatable basis so that you are constantly getting clearer, stronger, more connected to your heart, more more building trust, building more trust within yourself. Um, and that, uh, that, that all just feeds each other. The more that you're willing to listen to your heart and then take the action, the inspired action that's come from that space, that's how you build trust in yourself. When you build trust in yourself, you, by nature, increase your sense of self-worth, your worthiness. When you increase your worthiness, you, I guess you raise your frequency, you raise your vibration, you, um, you create a sense of magnetism to yourself and to all the things that you desire. So getting clear, asking the questions, trusting what comes out, taking the inspired action, building trust in yourself, um, raising your sense of self-worth and magnetism, um, learning as you are out there, doing the work, the things you said you were going to do, and then you come back in and you regroup and you regroup and you connect and you're like, so how's that go? How, how am I going? It's like you're, um, how was that last month for me? You know, have I done all the things I said I wanted to do? Am I avoiding all the things that I said I wanted to do? Or is there somewhere in between and you get to kind of... Um, get clear again and connect with yourself and get really honest with yourself about what it is that you want and what is standing in your way, which is usually yourself mm-hmm. <laughs> and how you feel yourself. <laughs> um, this is just a framework that helps you do that. And you come back in and you go, oh, like you, you A, it's a moment to really acknowledge and celebrate how far you have come. Like we need to have a marker of time and time and time again to just stop and go, look how far I've come in the last week or the last month or the last three months and really acknowledge that again. That sense of celebration, acknowledgement raises your sense of self-worth and worthiness and deservingness. Um, but also it gives you uh, like this inner fire and inspiration. And, and when I think back to how far I've come in a year or how far I've come in the last two years or even just the last few months, you would do this for yourself between when you decided to start a podcast and where you are with it now, right? There was a time where you thought, fuck, I don't know if I can do this. I, um, I you know, there's the, all the fears that come with that and now it's something that you do, right? And when you acknowledge that, it makes you realise what else is possible and opens you up to possibility. So the regroup helps you with that sense of acknowledgement and celebration and also really helps you to refine 
and you refine by asking the questions, what's working, what's not working, what do I want to do more of, what do I want to do less of, what can I move towards the things that feel really good for me, really aligned for me, really um, that feel more fulfilling for me, I'll do more of them and less of the things that are not aligned and don't feel good. And so you can see if you just keep coming back into that space, you just get clearer, stronger, more aligned, more intentional. And then you, um, in the regroup, we connect to our heart. We connect to our truth. We get clearer about what our vision is and um, uh, what it is that we're moving towards, where we are to where we want to be, and then set intention just for the next period of time. And you go out and you do, and it's only by doing the work that you start to feel into what feels right for you. And so you go and do that and then you come back in and um, ask those questions, get that clarity, write it all down and go back out again. Does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely yeah. it does. Yeah, that's, that's a brilliant framework. I, I really love what you said as well about acknowledging and celebrating how far you've come because I think we're so hard on ourselves and we, we look at ourselves and we're at chapter one and then we, this sort of comparisonitis steps in and we look at someone else who's at chapter 100 and we start comparing ourselves and looking at how far we've got to go or how far we think we've got to go. I think there's so much power in just celebrating how far we've come as well. Yeah, like like really powerful, I think, because we are all subject, like it's human, to um, to feel not enough, yeah. to, to compare ourselves to everybody else, to... Um, to, you know, be susceptible to judgment of others, let alone judgment of ourselves. Mm. And um, it is so powerful when we regroup, like in the, with our sisterhood, when we regroup and come back in, um, acknowledging how far you've come, whether it's just from last month or when the women who start to come to these regroups regularly, well, the framework that I have is they commit to a year anyway. Yeah. But we've got, um, women who have been part of this for a couple of years and, um, you know, people can still go through a period of time in the month, right? So they, we have a regroup, we go back out and do the work. There's usually like a dip of time where, where um, you're out there on your own, out in the world trying to do the work and the doubt and the fear and the I'm not enoughness creeps back in. But then you can come back into regroup and you're like, hang on a minute, but look how far I've come. Look what I have actually achieved, right? And then um, it's so beautiful in this space that we share because we get to reflect with each other. Do you remember when, when this was a thing that was just an idea for you, right? Yeah. And now it's something you do on the regular. Like what else is possible for you? It's really, it's just really empowering. And I think that's really important for, for women, for, for all humans to yeah. have this framework for themselves because rather than looking externally for validation, it's mm. coming back in and just really just honouring yourself really honouring yourself and um, acknowledging and celebrating yourself. And when you do that, like I said, you, you, you feel, more, feel more better. How's my language this morning? <laughs> Way more better. <laughs> you, 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 you feel good. You feel clearer. You feel stronger. You feel more capable. And you're like, yes, okay, I've got this. Mm. And then I can just keep going. Yeah. And that builds so much confidence within you as well, I think. Mm. Absolutely. Absolutely. 
So, and so how can we, how can we face these fears? These fears of, you know, stepping out of our comfort zone. We, we know what's, we, we, we got in touch with what's in our heart. How do we find that courage to go, okay, I really want to now take action, but I'm so, so fearful. I would say, how much do you want it? Mm. Simply, like you, when you are willing to listen to your heart and listen to your truth and acknowledge that you get just one chance at this life, Mm. in human form, in this body, you get just one chance at this life and how precious time and energy and life and your relationships are and your health is and and just this one life. So if you take the time to get clear about what you really want, then the question becomes how much do you want it? How much are you willing to do the work and go after what you want? How much are you willing to listen to your heart over your head. Your head plays an important role, like they work together, mm. but it's like trusting your heart and how you feel over what you think, which can often be driven by fear and doubt and insecurity and um, previous experiences of your past or your parents' past mm. or ancestors. You know, we won't we won't really get into that, but just <laughs> say you and yourself, you're you. We're often the thing that really gets in our way, so. Uh, how much do you want it um, when you feel into where you are now and where you really would love to be and how you want your life to look and to feel, um, then, it yeah, it is just feel the fear. People talk about this all the time. Feel the fear and do it fucking anyway, right? Yeah. So, yeah. oh, I've got this song I love. I don't want to ruin the words, but it's, it's <laughs> called Don't Be right? It's quite a dark song. But what it actually says is everything that you want um, depends on what you do with doubt. Yeah. Right? It's, it's doubt is, I don't know people who don't have fear and doubt. I think that people just get clearer, stronger, more capable of like dancing with the fear, knowing that it's in there. And I can only speak from my experiences um, from when I think about the first few days and weeks and months and whatever when I started my business and I would like my mum would come and help look after my kids and I'd walk across the lawn into my shed and I'd sit there in front of my computer and I was like working out how to fucking do a Facebook page and I was scared to even like load up a Facebook page that said I had my own business. Like what the hell were people going to think of me? And now it's like whatever, Facebook, Instagram, you know, we're doing podcasts, well, I've yeah. got a website, whatever, like I've been running live events for years now, but um, that, so your capacity to take heart-driven action, uh, the capacity, your capacity expands, you expand, the more you're willing to step into um having the courage to follow your heart and do the things you say you want to do and take the action that has come from that heart inspired place, you get stronger. You, yeah. Because, you know, we talk about raising your sense of self-worth, that makes you stronger. You get clearer, stronger, more hard line. Fuck it, it's easier to do it because I want this. I want this so much. The vision that I hold for me and my children, I'm like, yes, baby, I am going for it. Like mm. I, where I am now compared to where I was is like this is good. Oh, 
the vision that I have is just even better. And I'm so it's this practice of being present and appreciative of everything I have now, but really going going towards what I want. So, um, you know, the other thing I want to, because you you're asking me about fear, right? Yeah, yeah. This, I think about all the time is fear. When you're, you're either in fear, which means you are contracting, you are closing, you are shutting down, mm-hmm. um, or you are in faith, you are in trust, you, are, you can be, stay open and be more expansive, right? Mm-hmm. And from that place, when you are uh, more open, you are softer, you're more receptive, you're more receptive to all the good ideas, all the inspiration, um, your truth, your capacity to show up without it taking you out of the game, like, you know, your nervous system and ruining you because you're um, more open, more expansive, more receptive, as opposed to constantly letting the fear consume you and control you because the fear just makes every, like I imagine it's every cell in my body when I'm in fear and trust me, I, I still have a lot of fucking fear, human. Yeah. I feel it in my heart, but I feel this, everything contracts. Like I feel the cells in my body shut down and are like, nah, look it, yeah. I'm not doing this. This is too scary. This is too painful. This is too confronting. What will people think? Whatever, I could go on forever. Um, uh, that happens, but it's like, oh, for me, that is my indicator when I'm feeling the contraction, when I'm feeling consumed by fear, when my heart is like, it, it feels for me like a rock. I feel the the expansion and the contraction and the pain, the fear for me, particularly in my heart. I know people feel it in different ways. Mm-hmm. Um, but when I feel that, for me, that is my indicator to press pause, mm. to slow down to stop whatever the hell I'm doing, not not take the action I said I want to do, but maybe just not right in this second, give myself a moment to breathe, give myself a moment to do something that feels really good for me to help me get back into a better feeling place, to be more open, expansive, softer, receptive, um, and then that helps me to have the courage to move forward. Because that, in, that, in that space when you're open, it is yeah. way easier to trust, to have faith, to be like, nah, I'm going to go for it. Yes, I'm scared and you're going to ride along with me. The fear is there. But if I could, the vision I have is way greater um, and in, uh, way more desirable for me than letting that fear win. Absolutely. I think as well it's so important to acknowledge that, that all of us have these fears. I, I, I think you know, sometimes we, we look up to people and we, we see them doing all these things that scare the fucking shit out of us. And we think, well, how are they doing it? How are they not scared? But I think we need to remember that number one, everyone starts somewhere. And number two, we all experience these fears. It's just how we, what we do with that fear and whether, yeah. we, whether we choose to kind of let it override us or, or take the action at some point anyway. Yeah, absolutely. And I think it's a, uh, I, of course, I look at people and go, obviously, they have no fear. Mm, yeah. <laughs> think about that. Uh, but then all I can do is reflect upon my own experiences of having the fear and choosing to do things anyway. And um, 
I have run, um, for the last five years, I ran these events, Love Local Fluoro for Women in the Fluoro, which, P.S., they are going on. I have a new leader for that. Um, but what's that? That's so good. I saw that you have a new leader, so that's awesome. Yeah. It's very exciting. Um, just so I'm like, yeah, I wanted to let that go and hand over to create more space to do more of the things that I want to do, which mm. is and business building for women um, but what I want to say is that I used to show up and hold space for 60 to 100 women and speak at these events and um, I would be pretty open and honest about the fact that I was in fear mm. right <laughs> that I was nervous as hell but people would be like what you don't <laughs> seem nervous you're just like you've got you've got this I'm like no I fucking don't. My whole body feels like uh, it's it's wanting to go into shutdown. Wow. But I just knew that every time I showed up and spoke and spoke from my heart and um, held these, these events, that I would just grow a bit, that I would get clearer, that I would get stronger. And um, I think that's just a practice for everybody. So I kind of watch the people who I am inspired by, who who I look at them and think, oh, they probably have no fear. I think that they've just been working in that space of, yes, there's fear, I'm human, but I want this more and I'm going to go for it. And so, um, yep, I feel it, it's fear. I think sometimes it's you can kind of have that conversation with yourself as maybe I'm just excited. Yes. <laughs> excited or I'm scared as hell but I'm going to do it anyway but you just know that um it's because it's something that you care about and um you are doing something new that you've never done before it's natural I talk to my kids about this mm. it's that nerve you feeling we call it nerve-sided I'm nerve-sided yeah. right because I'm nervous and I'm excited but it's just my nerves in my body going what the fuck why are you doing this maybe you're not going to be safe maybe you might fuck it up people might judge you all that stuff goes on. It's like, and thank you. I'm still going to do it anyway because I don't want to. What, what's the alternative, Carly? Like, yeah. what is the alternative? It's, um, uh, it's, it's the shutdown. It's the contraction. It's the, nope, I'm going back in to myself where it's safe and I'm not going to grow. We and stay where we are. We stay where we are. And A, how boring is that? B, that's actually more terrifying for me, like way yeah. more terrifying stay stuck and stagnant um and so again that's i guess that's what i dance with this fear and this discomfort sucks balls but do i just say that out loud but i'm gonna do it anyway <laughs> sorry it's all right <laughs> there's no um there's no oh what's the word there's it's not censored this podcast one little bit good so. eye i'm that's pretty cool. sure <laughs> this morning but uh that was a bit rough that one <laughs> so i want to talk a little bit about boundaries as well so you started your business when your when your kids were, were babies um mm -hmm. so i'd love to know sort of oh, well, a couple of things like how how you did that with children so so little um and what mm -hmm. boundaries you had and, and maybe you still have them in place now to sort of not blur those lines between between running your business from home and family, because I know that's something that can be can be tricky to navigate, especially for new mums. Yeah, totally. 
my experience was um, right from the outset, I was really intentional about being really clear about for me when it's work time and when I'm mum time and I'm being mum. Yeah. <laughs> when yeah. it's work time. I guess it started from the fact that I only had, uh, when I first started, one day a week when my mum could come and help me and I would go and do that. Um, and then there was a little bit of time when mum would come and then there was a bit of childcare and, you know, that, that grew and expanded over time. Now my kids are at school and, yeah. oh, my God, sorry, sidetracker because that's what I do. Everyone thinks when you get to school, you can have so much time. However, school days are very short for the record. Kind of get school If you're going to spend some time with them and do any reading or do anything like that and then you come home, I like to clear my space energetically and to get ready to do my work. And then, oh, boom, it's like 2.45. I've got to, like, pack down and go to pick up my kids. Um, the days are quick. However, um, uh, I, I managed to get a lot done or achieve a lot in a small amount of time because I've been, A, mostly very intentional about it in the first place. For me, because that's what I wanted. That's what my values were. That was what was aligned with my heart. So I want to be really clear about... Um, there may be women who uh, uh, have a capacity or they enjoy working with their kids around. I can just tell you I don't have the capacity and I don't enjoy it and it doesn't feel aligned for me. Yeah. So um, that is the driver of my decision. That's where the boundary comes in for me because of my values. So boundaries are connected to uh, what you want in your heart and your values and then being willing to hold for that and be willing to the honouring of yourself and your boundaries and the intentions you set. Um, I learned very early on, I just cannot um, be connected with my children and produce anything in mm. terms of work, anything creative or effective. Um, so I could work, but for me it would never be effective. So I would rather do um, small, powerful chunks of work when my children are not there when my children are not with me um, because that enables me to be clear, focused, intentional, do the work, get it done, pack it down, go be mum. And like I'm human, there's there's moments where I get my boundaries tested. I'm like, oh, I didn't finish that thing. Um, and 90% uh, of the time my practice is well, I didn't get it done. I did the best I could in the time I had. Now my kids are home. I'm handing it over. And that's a practice for me and a practice for everyone. But the more I do that, the more I realise I'm honouring my boundaries, having faith in my capacity to do the work in the time that I've set. And so there goes the whole clearer, stronger, greater sense of self-worth. It becomes easier to do what you do. Mm. Um, on a practical level, how I do this and help other women to do this is because is because I love planning and I love structure and I love getting really clear about um, my calendar and what my week looks like. So I have a beautiful, I have um, what I call like a purposeful week planner. So when we do heart-based planning and project work life stuff in the sisterhood, um, we get really clear about how you want to feel and what matters most what your vision is, what does that mean I need to do in all the different areas of my life, in my business, for my money, for my personal spiritual development, in my relationships, in my home, 
have I missed anything? I'm not sure. Um, but uh, we get re- break that down. Then we get really clear, set intentions, um, set goals, get really clear about what actions we want to take and what our priorities are. So it's just bigger picture down into actionable, doable steps for a short period of time. Mm. And once we've got clear on that, we pull out this beautiful planner page and we look at a the purposeful week. So it's an ideal week or a purposeful week. It is not a perfect week planner, but it's um, Monday through to Sunday from I think I've started like 6 a.m. to 11 p.m. Mm-hmm. And it's these, these boxes and you fill them all in and you get really clear about how you want your week to look and to feel. So if this is the vision I have and this is how I want to feel and these are my values and this is what I'm committed to making happen, this is what I need my week to look like for it to be doable, right? And, and we start with what are the non-negotiables? So for me, it's like um, I start with uh, the time in the morning with my kids and the pickup from school and um, I have that kind of marked in the calendar and then, then you can see from that space, oh, here's my window in which to do the work and I get really clear about when that will be and you, you can break it down and get more and more specific around what work you do in that space. Mm. Um, but I have a very... I have been doing this for a few years, so and it's my thing, but I have a very repeatable, predictable week. And people, I know there'll be people out there being like, oh, but I want freedom. And I need to be very clear about the fact that this structure is the very thing that gives you freedom because it gives you freedom from your mind, from the stress, from the worry, from the overwhelm because you actually know I have created space for me to do my work. It's here. I know... On Monday, it's here. On Tuesday, it's here. Um, For me, I actually try to have heaps of flexibility and space and no commitment around work as best as I can on Mondays and Fridays. And I do most of my stuff Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. Mm. Tuesday, I have a full day. My kids are with their dad always. Um, So I have a team project work life day and my sister works with me. Shout out to you, Jen. (laughs) And, um, (laughs) And then Wednesdays and Thursdays are in school hours. And I make a... Don't want to swear. I make a heaps of stuff happen in a small amount of time because I'm really clear about that's my work time. And so um, uh, if you called me up and said, let's have coffee on Tuesday, I'd be like, hell no. I'm very clear that's my work day. I just, I'm, I'm love you but not interested. Sorry, it's not essential for me. So This is a real practical way of actually drawing boundaries and getting clear so you can actually visually see what your week looks like. And there's so many helpful reasons to do it, but one of the things is it takes the stress and overwhelm and worry out. So for me, I have really strong boundaries around the weekend. So I get to Friday and when I'm done, I'm done and I will log off social and I'll log off email and I'll log off all of the things and not to return to that, that, that part of my world until Monday, sometimes Tuesday if I'm fucking loving my life on Monday. Yeah. And, and I have really strong boundaries around that. And because I've been doing it for a while, it's easier. I just know that the, the, when I create that space, it's really powerful for me. Um, but... I can acknowledge that there would be people who'd be like, ah, like, but, uh, you know, staying connected and staying relevant and staying online and I've got all this work to do. Um, I didn't get all my things done. 
But when you have this ideal purposeful week and you've got boundaries around when you do and don't work, you go, it's okay because I have created space to do the work, to mm-hmm. show up and do the work in those windows of time in my, my purposeful week. And I think particularly... I, I think particularly when you're trying to be mum and trying to build a business, to be able to grow, there are so many, you are just constantly learning. I don't think that's ever going to end because you, yeah. if you're wanting to be in this constant state of continuous infro- improvement, can't speak, continuous improvement, refinement, expansion, growth, and working out how to make uh, more money, feel more abundance, feel more at peace, mm-hmm. like then... Um, you need to be really intentional with your time. There are going to be so many things you're wanting to learn and implement and put into action. But if you are going to say, I'll rest, I'll have time with my kids, I'll, when I've got this shit sorted, like in my business, like, like no, because it's actually never going to end. It's yeah. never going to end. It's about really enjoying, appreciating, feeling good for you in your life and your business, your own sense of balance um, around uh, what feels essential for you in terms of work and relationship. And that when you are honouring of that and holding boundaries around that, uh, you, you feel better, you feel clearer, you feel stronger. It's easier for you to grow. So that's why you honour the boundaries. So that's why you um, hold space between when you work and when you don't work. So, um, like, I know we're all different, but for me, uh, that's a big one for me is being logged off uh, social. And actually I often do it um, midweek as well. So last night I picked up my kids and we went to the beach and after that I was just like, that's it. Like, actually, I just, I log off but actually delete the apps off my phone. I, just do it. I love that um, you do that. That's there's just no temptation then. <laughs> it's fun, and I think that um, I think people are kind of lying to themselves that they don't feel like they can constantly just checking in, just kind of having a little peek, and and um, whether it's for that what do they say like that kind of like dopamine hit or that sense of connection or just in case or do I need to respond to someone or you know. Did people like what I put out there or what? Fucking ever, right? I need to be on there because that's where my business is. That's how I make money. It's like actually you really need to create some boundaries around it, okay, and you really need to. um, It is quite impossible, I believe, to genuinely be connected to your heart, your truth, yourself and what it is you want if you are constantly connected to social and being responsive to people and being connected on 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 the line I like to call it (laughs) (laughs) well and that comes back to what you were saying before about creating that space for for clarity we can't do that with all that all that noise um you know coming in so I guess that's a, a good a good thing to to suggest to someone who is wanting to know how can I create space to get clarity. That's that's one. Yeah, one get of off social media. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, bloody but, but, but I, I'm gonna, I really want to say this. I freaking love social media, and um, I'm massively honouring of it because it is the very thing that enables me and all of us to be able to grow our business and to do the things 
want to do. For me to be able to follow my heart and support other women to do that, social media is the is a freaking gift from the universe for that. Mm. And I'm not willing to be driven by that. I want to have some boundaries around that. I want, I need, I need for me to be able to create space mm. to get to let my nervous system settle down, to to get to a greater sense of peace and calm and receptivity so I can go, and what's next, right? Like from that place rather than shit, just constantly doing, constantly, just constantly producing, constantly doing, constantly responding. Um, there's no break for you. There is no capacity to really have heart-driven inspira- inspiration. Yeah, I think it comes from a place of um, stress and fear. Mm. Yeah, worry and um, all the things that we've already been talking about, but that fear and stress and anxiety, that's the thing that's driving you. That's the thing that's making people not be able to hold some boundaries around when they are and aren't online, whether that's to do with wanting to be connected with their family or even with themselves. I have time. My, um, oh, I never know how to say this. Uh, <laughs> I'm separated. My children live with their dad um, 50-50. So, but even on the weekends when I don't have my children, mm. I log off. I'm like, I'm not using, I'm not filling every second um, with doing the work. My, I, I create space to do the other work, to, to connect with myself. Like what is, what is going on for me? Like um, what's coming up? What's this stress? What's this anxiety? What's this fear? What's this worry? Um, what do I really want? Like you can't, you need stillness. You need relaxedness. You need peace and space to actually be able to, connect in with your truth and what it is you want. And if you need an excuse, if you need an excuse, my experience is the space is the very thing that gives you all the inspiration. That's where the good fucking ideas, the the, the big ones, the ones that actually um, are expansive for you, that are um, going to be both heart aligned and help you to make more money, come from that space, not from the shit I need to just keep doing and showing up and having a presence. The, mm-hmm. So if you need an excuse, it's look at it like that and just have a trial of it. Like um, just try for a month. Can I, can I log off social for the weekends? And if that is like going to give you a freaking heart attack because most people respond like that to me, like what the fuck? Just try a day. <laughs> just try. Like, I don't know, Friday to Saturday or something like that or, or just try logging off and taking your apps off your phone at night time so that you can just be there and yeah. be with yourself, feel into the truth of what's going on for you. That's such great advice. So good. Is there anything that I haven't asked you yet that you would like to talk about before we let the listeners know where they can find you? Cause I will do that as well. Golly. Uh, I, don't think so. Um, I would probably just want to say that it's a bit of a theme for me today because we're doing our first project podcast interview later today. Yes. And um, I just want to acknowledge that nobody fucking knows what they're doing. Yes. Like everybody is making it up as they go along. 
All right, even those amazing, inspired people who are so far in front of us are making it up as they go along. All right, um, are you willing to do that in a way that is aligned with your heart? All right, are you willing to slow down enough and connect your heart and connect your truth? And when you ask the questions and you listen, or you really tune in and are honest with yourself about what you want, are you willing to move towards what you want, even though you have actual no idea about how it's all going to unfold or what people are going to think or um, if it's even going to work? Mm. Because, but if you acknowledge that nobody really knows what's going to happen and there is a massive amount of unknown that goes with following your heart but it's freaking rewarding like the more you do it the more you just just practice taking just what's one thing that you really want and start stepping towards that step into the unknown go against the grain do something different go after what you want even though you don't really know how it's going to unfold, what are people going to think, what's going to happen, but just start to build trust in yourself. And when you, when it's the, the very taking of the heart-inspired action that just builds your sense of strength and courage and worthiness and you actually then happen to find yourself in a life, in a business that feels fucking good because you are honouring of yourself, of what you want and you're like, yes, thank God I started listening to myself and my heart over everything else. So that's what I wanted to say. Ah, <laughs> oh, amazing. You are like, you're speaking to me right now. That's just, oh gosh, I got tingles. <laughs> just then when you said that i'm going rogue a little i want to know is there something that you know like in your heart that you really want to do but you're scared you're scared because it's stepping into unknown well i think i'm starting to do those things now so i'm i'm working with with jade to launch our new monthly membership and that's something that i've been really really scared about doing um because I don't know what I'm doing because <laughs> I don't know what I'm doing. I don't know how it's going to work, but I know that it's important. It's important to me. And I think it's, it's something that it's something that we both looked for or we both would have loved when we became new mums or when we were pregnant. Um, so, so that's, that's, that's one thing for me yeah. that is yeah. really, really scary and it's still scary. Um, I think it's scary for a couple. Can you, you like, how are you feeling in the fear? But also, like, is this other part of you like, I'm so fucking proud of you, Carly. I'm I'm doing the thing. Even though I don't know, I'm doing the thing. And it's that that sense of pride that gets to drive along with you. As the, you know, Elizabeth Gilbert would talk about the the fear that rides along and wants to drive the car. And you're like, mate, you can sit in the back seat or. Yeah, um, passenger. Yeah. Put that that pride and that sense of courage and um, self worthiness can ride with you mm. just because you're actually doing the thing that you want to do, even though it's scary as hell and and you don't really know what you're doing. It's scary as fuck because yes, I don't know what I'm doing. Um, but and the other thing, the other thing that's scary is thinking, what are people going to think of it? What if nobody? What if nobody likes it? You know, so that whole sort of, yeah, self-doubt in that respect comes in as well. But I think, I think something that becoming a a mum has really taught me is, is I don't have to give all the fucks about everything. (laughs) You know, I I don't really need to place all that value on, on 
opinions, if that makes sense. Um, yeah. And I certainly give a lot less fucks now than what I did I did a year ago or even 10 months ago because now I know. Yeah, from now. Yeah, yeah, exactly right. Exactly. And it's that whole, the whole, like doing this is so much more important to me than, than my fears or the, or the whole, what, what are people going to think of me doing yeah. it and creating this life is so much more important to me. So people will tell you, are you sure you want to do this? Are you sure you shouldn't go back to work? And, um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's a matter of trying to just kind of stay in, stay in my own lane in, in a way yeah. and, and do what's true to me. So yes, it is fucking scary. It's really scary, yeah. but that, that pride, as you said before, and that, you know, I'm doing something to make a difference and I'm doing something that's aligned with my values and that mm. I'm really fucking passionate about outweighs yeah. all the other stuff. And who that that's the life, and that's the life I want to live. That's yeah. the life you want. And it's it just comes down to that sense of commitment, the commitment that you have to yourself, to your heart, to your values, to your vision, to what it is that you want. And it's going to be different for everybody, but just how committed are you? Yeah. Yep. a hundred percent. I I saw something. Oh, I was on social media yesterday about like five levels of commitment and. It was really interesting because I sort of saw like, no, nah, not committed at all, you know, not even willing to look at it. And then it went down to number five, which was like committed no matter what it takes. And it was interesting to sort of look at that and think, well, where am I right now? And mm-hmm. um, I think until I saw that, I was at this like, oh, I'm committed unless this comes up. So that was a good mm-hmm. way for me to regroup and and remind myself of what's important to me. And yeah. I need to be committed no matter what. Yeah, I'm in. I'm in. I'm I mean, on. It's yeah. like, I'm, in, I'm doing this. Um, I'm absolutely committed. And I think it kind of helps to look look at it like it's a game. Yeah. Right? To yeah. not take it all so seriously. I get it. It's serious. I, you know, I also have a home and school fees and all the things to pay for. It's very, that is very real, the necessity. Um, to make money and and um, have a sense of security and safety, but that's the very thing I guess that dr- drove me in the first place and drives me um, to continue to grow. And um, I guess looking at like a game in a sense takes a lot of the fear and the stress and the seriousness out of it. So you can be like, I'm committed and I'm working at how to do this, but it's a game. I I have to experiment. I have to be willing to take heart-driven, inspired action, even though I don't know the outcome, even though there's risks associated. But every time I'm willing to show up and take that heart-inspired action, just like with all my courage, despite my fear, it's like, you just went next level in the game and when you go next level in the game it gets like easier because you don't need to keep repeating the same the same um obstacles the Mm -hmm. same um things in the game all the time you you learn from um more like when we regroup and how we do things project work lifestyle it gives you that framework to um continue to 
learn and refine and reflect upon the experiences and challenges you have. And we're human, we continue to repeat things until we learn the lesson. But because we're looking at it and setting intention about it and thinking, oh, I don't want to keep fucking doing that same thing again, um, it just becomes easier to play the game and um, up level and just get closer to where it is you really want to be. Yeah, I love that, likening it to a game. Um, and I heard that talked about on a podcast recently. Um, and that's something I really want to adopt, you know, sort of having a little bit more fun with it and not taking not taking everything so seriously, being committed. Yeah. And if something, you know, doesn't, doesn't necessarily go the way that I'd hoped or planned it would, that's okay, let's try the next thing and see if we can get to the next level that way. So, yeah, I think um, one of the biggest things that's really helped me with that, with the whole... Um, it's a game. So there's the commitment, right? And also we don't need to take it so seriously. So get clear about what you want and how committed are you, but, but then you, you, you've got to dance in the game and dance with the, with the unknown and fear and take the risk and, and um, own, own the unknown in a sense, but keep, but keep moving forward. But know that and begin to really trust that everything that is happening is happening for you. So yeah. when the things fuck up and don't work, when when you might feel oh, that like that that there is a failure or that there's a risk of a failure, it's mm-hmm. like that happens. If I know that it's happening for me and there'll be something in that for me that's going to help me grow, then I'm then I'm open to it. Let's give it a crack. Absolutely. Oh, brilliant. Can you tell our <laughs> listeners where they can find you? Because you've just dropped so much gold over this episode. <laughs> I'm sure that there'll be plenty of mamas who want to jump on the gram and follow you or, or find out a little bit more about your, your programs and your live events. I should actually mention as well, I, I spoke to you about this last time I saw you. I went to Claire's masterclass in McLaren Vale, which was in, I think it was july or august this year or last year sorry yeah, maybe july. <laughs> yeah. and i went there the back then yeah I, I wasn't working in any kind of business i was feeling a bit lost as a new mum, and i got in the car after the master class and i rang my husband and i said babe i'm meant for more i'm meant for more and mm. that after that that little that little day sparked the, the Mama Shine movement, which, you know, was previously, yeah. So I just want to thank you for that as well, because without um, events like that, I mean, I, I don't know what, I'd probably be back in my bloody nine to five, not feeling. I can't tell you how, um, I don't know, happy that makes me feel, because it's just like one, I really believe this, and I've probably said it a billion times at all the events that I've held, is like one moment can change your life one meaningful conversation one little bit of inspiration um you just have to fucking excuse me i'm like trying to not swear and making weird words up you just need to fucking have um the courage like you said to want something more um every time you whether it's you listen to a podcast or you um, you're reading stuff on your Instagram or showing up to an event. I am. I love in-person things. Um, you can stay open to opportunity, to possibility, to connection, and um, then you know what comes to you, what you receive. Um, then be willing to do something about it. So the different. There, there might be women who came to that event who were like. 
super inspired but still didn't do anything you know um really did get intention in tone and 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 a lot of the work i do is it's all well and good to be inspired but unless you're willing to show up and do the freaking work mm. it's not going to work so um i honor you for having that moment being at that beautiful masterclass i love that event yeah. um you just took one action. You know what you did is you you called your husband. And you're like, I'm meant for something more. But that little action, that little inspired action, was like, well, now I'm gonna have to show up because I've actually said that out loud. Yeah. And then you start to create from that space, and that's you know that's the beautiful thing, I guess, about you know heart inspired action or inspired action, and and being willing to follow follow your heart and actually show up and do the things that you say you want to do. Yeah. So I honor you for that and thank goodness. So all the mamas would be so pumped that follow you that you decided to do this, you know. So that's a like a message for anyone who is listening to this is can you slow down enough and listen to your heart and listen to what it is you really want. We are all meant for more, right? We are enough but we are capable of um, creating more, like being a greater driver of what our life looks like and feels like. Mm. So um, thank you for that. And I've forgotten what you asked me. I but <laughs> Come and find me on Instagram. That's my favourite freaking place. I've got a website, projectworklife.com. I'm on Facebook. But I freaking love Instagram. So um, it's at Project Work Life. Um, I would love you to come and follow me. If you've listened to this, maybe send me a DM. Um, I'd love to hear from you. So that's probably what I would say. Come and follow me on Project Work Life. Um, there's been lots of changes in um the way that I do business, I've spent the last five years running heaps of big events. Um, but if you follow me on Project Work Life, you'll see that I have um, I have handed over two of my big events that I used to do and have selected two amazing women to step in and do them so that they can continue to go on. And what I spend... Um, my time and energy doing and what I'm doing more and more of is supporting women who are really committed to um, get really clear about what they want and and create a heart-driven business in life. So I do that in the sisterhood. The sisterhood is full and closed for 2020, um, but I would absolutely... Um, love to connect with people who are interested in having a framework of support because a few things that are in creation that I am not yet going to speak out loud about yet, um, but uh, that's what I'm driven to do is to talk about um, heart intelligence, heart coherence, um, the wisdom of our hearts and being willing to do business and life in alignment with that and I want to support people to do that. So there is the sisterhood. I do one-on-one -on -one, um, mentoring as well. Uh, the Project Podcast, mm. we're doing our very first um, recording today. So that will be, I don't know when this podcast, You and Me, comes out. So um, I, maybe it'll be a thing by the time um, people well, are hearing. Well, it's going to be pretty soon. Okay. <laughs> well, we're recording today. It depends how quickly I can uh, get my shit together and, like, get it up. 
Um, out there into the world, you know, making it up as we go along. Done better than perfect is really what we're going to talk about a lot. Mm. Is how women um, can go after what they want, following imperfect, inspired, heart-driven action. It's like people get hell over um, perfectionism and just. Uh, take one step at a time that is inspired by your heart and and you will be able to create some amazing things so that's me that's that's where you can find me on all the things but i'll um, link them all in the in the notes as well so that would be amazing and and yeah i would love if anyone's listening to this to yeah just um just share something on instagram and then we can share the love Absolutely. Yeah. If you listen to this, take a screenshot and tag both me and Claire in in the post or in the story, and um, yeah, show us that you're that you're loving this episode. (laughs) Beautiful. Yeah. Exactly. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. That was absolutely epic. Thank you so much. Thanks so much for listening. I hope that you enjoyed today's episode of the Confident Mama Collective podcast. If you did enjoy today's episode, it would mean so much to me if you clicked on subscribe and gave us a five-star review so that we can help even more amazing mums find this podcast and raise their confidence. If you haven't already joined, head over to our closed Facebook group and join our community of incredible like-minded mamas at the Confident Mama Collective. Until next time, mama, thank you for listening. You've got this.